Hello and welcome to Be a Subrutal MMA Podcast. Thank you guys again for coming back week after week. This is episode 14. I thought this was episode 15. I think it's 14. It's 14? This was supposed to be 15. What happened to episode 14? Uh, we were too lazy, so we didn't record <laughs> last week. <laughs> last week. No, we were in Orlando. Oh, yeah, that's right. We saw Romeo fight. Yeah. You guys, need, if you haven't listened to that episode, make sure to go back um, the week before last and listen to uh, Romeo and Sugar Shane's. Yes, Deja Sugar Shane. How do you... Fr- oh, my goodness. Anyways. <laughs> hey, forget it was last week. Anyways, um, yeah, he won yeah. this fight in exciting fashion. Yeah. Third round sure. TKO. Yeah. Pounded him. Pounded the guy. There was some Split interesting fights Split his chin open. There. Oh, there was a crazy one that you missed. When you went back upstairs, there was a 155-pound match. This guy was a psychopath that was fighting. He was swinging any way that he could have. It was craziness. But anyways, just figured I'd plug that in there since we had him on. And it was like, if anybody listened, like, what happened? It's been two weeks. What was the outcome of the fight? Let him know. Don't worry. We only have winners on this show. Yeah. <laughs> you come on the show, we're undefeated. We're 2-0. and oh. Our guests are undefeated Yeah. in their fights so far. 2-0. <laughs> Shit, Bobby Southworth thought to come out of retirement. Actually, how Ronan did? He just fought, didn't he? Yeah, he did just fight, but he's had like 40 fights, so it's kind of hard to keep up, keep up with his I'm just going to assume he won. Yeah. I'm just going to say he won. We're 3-0. 3-0. 3-0 our guests since they come on. 3-0. and Guests that come on the show... Guaranteed to win. So, let that be a plug. Yeah, I'd probably put some money on Ronan being in, like, a professional fighting league. Oh. I mean, probably. I mean, he's got a lot of... What it takes... I mean, I don't want to talk like this, because... But he is a great, well-rounded fighter. Very disciplined. But more of what it takes to get into these leagues... There's guys who fight professionally who are 0-9, because they have, like, 40,000 followers. I mean, he's got the followers. He's got and more the than that media. already. So yeah. yeah. So the there's, wrestling. There's a lot of pro. Uh, what's the word? Promotions. There's a lot of pro level promotions that will pay you, even if you have not won a fight. And when we were in Arkansas, Pyramid, that's pro. They've had guys in the UFC fight on Pyramid. Um. There's a guy that just got out of the UFC and went and signed with Pyramid, but Thomas Gifford, I think was his name. But anyway, there was guys on, on those cards that I would look at and I would be like, oh, and four. Yeah. Pro. Oh, and seven. One and six. <laughs> like, there was a lot of guys on there that would have. There was one dude on Pyramid. I think his record was 13 and 45. Oh my I'm god. I'm like, what? That's that so guy many fights. Lost so many times. He's That's... lost more times than a lot of people have fought. Yeah. Which is like, how many But they I think a lot of times on those types of promotions, a lot of times they just ask you what your record is. So he might have been like, yeah. I got this. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> on the Ultimate Fighter, on the old Ultimate Fighter, here we go, another week talking about old Ultimate Fighter seasons. Haven't even talked about the main card yet. But on Old Ultimate Fighter, they just used to ask you what your record is. Because there was a guy who lied about his record on there. How did they find out Because he lied? later on the show, he admitted that was actually my first fight <laughs> on the Ultimate <laughs> Fighter. He was in Spring Hill, Florida. 
where Eli's fight was. That's where he was from. Oh, Corey nice. Hill, R.I.P. Oh, his leg also done? exploded in a fight. Oh, like Chris Weidman. Yeah. Anywho, should we? Uh, you want to talk about UFC 268? I suppose it's, that's uh, the natural progression of the show here. So if you haven't seen it, I'm sorry if we Both spoil belts it for you. Defended. Hey, what do you spoil? Who was? We can spoil it for. We've never had a spoiler warning <laughs> for UFC. What are you? Also, Ridiculous. if you haven't noticed by now, in the show notes, I was so professional and I put all the fighters on there in the show notes, like what weight class it was, and everything. And I put a C next to their name if they were like the champion. <laughs> if you like it, let me know. If you don't care, you can let me know. <laughs> Anywho. Okay, UFC 268. Usman versus You start from two. the top or from the bottom? From the top. All right, from the top then. Um, well, what'd you think of the card? Did you enjoy the main event? Was it your favorite fight of the entire card? Are you talking about Usman versus yeah, Covington? Yeah, the main event, yes. Co- Covington versus Usman. Um, I mean, yeah, it was entertaining. Yeah. It was entertaining for about two I minutes. Didn't, I, I, didn't, I haven't <laughs> watched their first fight, so I don't really have anything to compare it to. Yeah, the first fight was was better. This fight, I don't know. And a judging. I mean, they had the right decision, but they uh, one judge gave all but one round to Usman. I'm like, come on. I was really surprised that they didn't count um, that, that oh takedown. That's just nonsense there. That's just nonsense. When you go to all fours, that's a takedown. Everybody knows that was a takedown, said that was a takedown, but it, it messed up the scoring, at least for it to be... The point to get to the point where Usman got that round too, on one judge's scorecard anyway. But yeah, that was a takedown. She but I do as a takedown. But I do think Usman is the better fighter overall. Even if this fight hadn't happened, I would still think Usman's the better fighter. Yeah, out of the two, but they be saying he's the greatest welterweight ever. So he's the number one. Pa- Pound for pound guy right now? That's insanity to I me. I mean, maybe... I don't know. I, I kind of understand the logic and the math, but I also like haven't been watching as long as you have, but I would consider him one of the best because, you know, people say he's a point fighter, but like, isn't that part of the game to win? Like, you have to be calculated. A point fighter is kind of different, but no. Well, my criticism... And then, like, he's no, like, no, no, no. My criticism of his greatest of all time is he hasn't... Besides Colby, he has not fought anyone of any real top level. He laid and prayed Woodley. And then after since that fight, that could have even been the fight. Woodley wasn't good anymore. So after that, Woodley looked horrible. And even in that fight, he looked horrible. So from then on out, Woodley's always looked bad. Beat Colby. That's impressive. Both times. Jorge Masvidal. 155 pound fighter Gilbert Burns 155 pound fighter those are his defenses are 155 pounders on his way up his I mean he beat an like a 40 year old Damian Maya RDA 155 pounder Emil Weber Meek you ever heard of him well why is it his fault that they decide to fight him even though they're only at 155 pounds no they uh, they say that's not 
So for the title fights, that's a little different. But on a lot of the other fights, they'll say you get three options a year on your UFC contract. You get three options a year. So if they give you a tough one, you'll go, nah, I'm not doing that. And then they give you, they have to give you two more options each so year. So are you saying Usman is not the pound for pound great because he decided not to fight tough people? No, I'm not saying that either. I don't know if he ever turned down a fight, but he hasn't fought real deal welterweights like GSP did for greatest welterweight. I mean, well, who do you want him to fight right now? I mean, who I want him to fight? I mean, I would love to see. Next up, probably Luque would be a good one. Not Leon Edwards again, because he already beat Leon Edwards once, and that was so boring. And it's like... Leon Edwards is a real 170-pounder, but God, he is boring to watch. Man, him versus Usman would just be... Unless he knocked him out in the fifth, which could happen, because Edwards, in the fifth round, somehow loses all of his ability. (laughs) Somehow. He'll lose to anybody in the fifth round. Okay, so I'm looking at the rankings for welterweight. And I don't know welterweight that well, but I see Gilbert Burns as number two. Yeah, 155-er. Have they fought? Yes. Knocked him out. Okay, then there's Kobe Covington, number three. He already he just beat him twice. Kobe's ranked thir- who's ranked one? I guess the way they have it, um Kamaru Uzman is one, I don't know. Oh, that's not right then. If Burns and ahead of Either way, Kobe it says Cosmet Shamayev. Hamza Shamayev. Yeah, that guy. So I guess they could fight them. I don't think they've fought before, have they? He cannot fight him yet. He has four fights in the UFC. Well, he's ranked higher than Leon Edwards. Jorge no way. You're looking at the wrong rankings then. That's not correct. Hamza Shemaev is probably ranked 10th now Okay. because he just beat the leech. Leon Edwards is on a nine-fight win streak <laughs> in the UFC. So maybe the rankings are he's, old? I don't know. You're not looking at the right website, if anything. If you look at the official rankings, Leon Edwards is like third or fourth. Okay. I'm, fin- I'm about to pull him up right now. The actual real rankings, not this fake news. This day's your fake news. It's not my fake news. <laughs> I just Googled welterweight ranking. All right. Let's see here. Number one, Colby Covington. Number three, Leon Edwards, which is who they'll probably shoehorn in there next. And, I mean, I wouldn't mind watching Leon get – cold clocked because in the in the late rounds Usman can put you out he can still put you away in the fifth round and Leon seemingly just gets I don't know it's like a the opposite of the mythical fighters when they're like sixth round Diaz or C-level Cain Velasquez fifth round Leon Edwards he just falls apart it's crazy I don't know if he's ever won a fifth round in his career I don't think he has. I've never seen him win a fifth round. He almost gets knocked out in the fifth round by people not nearly as good as Usman. Cowboy almost put him away. Nate Diaz. Who whoever got knocked out by Nate Diaz? I think he got I think he's got one knockout. One TKO from early in his career. But he's old. <laughs> it's a passionate episode here. One seventy though, which is not Usman's fault. Right now, 170 is one of the... It is as weak as it's ever been. for, And it's been that way for a while. For about five years, it's been pretty weak. Overall, there's a lot of lightweights that have been ranked at 170 for a long time. 
Right now there's one, two, three. There's three lightweights in the top ten right now. So what does pound for pound even mean? Pound like, for pound what means... What qualifies so you So pound be? for pound means if everybody weighed the same. Okay, well, why who would, would be the best? G- GSP or whoever even count? It looks for like there's weight. only active people. Yeah, they only put a... Wel- I'm talking... I just said who was the best welterweight ever. Okay. They say he's the best welterweight. Right now, he's the number one pound for pound, which is crazy to me. I mean, who, That's who do you think should be number one then? I mean, because I'm looking right now at the rankings. Definitely one of the smaller guys. That's the whole point of pound for pound is if you take those small guys who are way more skilled and way faster, but they're just little, that if you blew them up to Ninganu size, that they would be better. That's the whole point of pound for pound. That's why it never makes any sense. Uh, they always have the pound for pounds all types of messed up on. The official pound for pound, as uh, they put it. Because they had John Jones on there forever, but he's a light heavyweight. He just had the best record. They always just have whoever has the best record, seemingly. Let's see what they got. What do they even have it on here? Yeah, men's pound for Yeah, this is nonsense. This list. Ninganu, fourth pound for pound. That's wildness. Ninganu over Max Holloway, <laughs> over Charles Oliveira, over Dustin Poirier, some of the most skilled people, over Piotr Jan. Brandon Moreno higher than Piotr Jan. This is ridiculous. Jan Blahovich drops seven since he just lost. He's ranked 14th. Yeah, no. They always have it messed up. Pound for pound, basically, to me anyway, means if there was if everyone weighed the same and was the same size, whose skills would actually be the best? And that is not Usman. It's not Ninganu. And they're both in the top five for the pound for pound. It could be. Some of these other ones here. Poirier's got great skills. I don't think it'd be him, but Israel Adesanya has great skills. It'd definitely be somebody at 125, probably, because those guys are just spider monkeys that are so skilled, but they're just little. That's why they're able to do such crazy stuff, because they're light and fast. So it'd probably be one of those guys blown up to big size. Yeah, no, I can't really think of anybody. (laughs) I guess Piotr Jan. That's my pick. I'm saying Piotr Jan, pound for pound. Imagine... Heavyweight Piotr Jan, he already a power puncher at 135, the second smallest weight class. Yeah. Imagine if he know. had heavyweight power. This barbershop talk, though. Well, we dragged out the uh, main event for quite a while. I guess Deja enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. I thought it was definitely a... Uh, it wasn't a cherry on top of that great night of fights, that's for sure. Okay. Ne- neither was the main, the main, nor the co-main. Segway right into the co-main. The co-main also. Whaley versus. Not a good, not a great fight. Not a great fight. Mm-hmm. The main event was a good fight, but it ain't best pay- pay-per-view of the year fight. You know what I mean? For it, it's supposed to be the crown jewel of the top, like the Super Bowl pay-per-view of the year. Somebody said it was supposed to be that. Yeah. No, it was. It was supposed to be like the biggest card of the year. And then it was just a... It 
it was an okay I fight. Thought, I was thinking 266 was supposed to be like the biggest card of the year. 266 was on that one. I know a lot of people were talking about that for a while. That's two months ago? That was recent. I don't even... Oh, Volkanovski Ortega? No, 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 no. Yeah, no, I feel like more people no, no, were no, talking no, about no, that no, one, no, no, but... No, 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 no. At least from what I saw. No, 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 That was not supposed to be the biggest card of the year. Well, I, it def- was a good I definitely card, enjoyed that card more than this card. Yeah, the main event was is probably going to get fight of the year of that card. I don't know, though. That card... It did have finishes on it, but it was like there was a lay and pray on that main card. There was in the prelims though, had one of the best fights of the year, Marab versus Marias. Woo. That was crazy. But there was some individual fights better on that card. This card overall was better though. Especially the prelims. This prelims had what was it, five knockouts in a row? I don't know. I didn't watch the prelims. But we'll get to that yeah. later. You didn't watch the prelims? I only watched the main card. Oh, there was, I think, four or five knockouts in a row. Let me see. One, two. Wait, was the first? Okay, so, wait. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, prelims. One, two, three, four, five, six knockouts in a row. There were six knockouts in a row on the prelims. Craziness. It was great. The prelims were amazing. Even the main card, up until the main and the co-main, I was like, this is amazing. But, I mean, at least I got the uh, outcome I wanted out of the co-main. Because if Wei Wei would have won, then they would have done another trilogy. And I'm sick of these nonsense, not that good trilogies that they keep putting on. Well, I think they want to make everything a trilogy these days. During that fight or afterwards, that they might do a trilogy because there wasn't a lot of other competition for Rose in that division. Ladies, one fifteen. I don't really know who's over there though. Uh, yeah, I don't really know. In ladies, one fifteen, she beat the two top ladies. She beat Wei Li and she beat Jung Jae Check. And Andrade don't even fight at one fifteen anymore. So, yeah, I don't even know who the top people are. What do you think? Yeah, of I mean, it's like all the other. Every single woman's division is empty at this point. Yeah, that's I'm the point. At every single, there. every single one of them. At 115, 125. That's what they're saying about every one of them. Rose doesn't have as many title defenses as these other people. There's definitely other ladies for her to fight. She's like 12 and 4. It's not like Nunez who's fought everybody at two weight classes. What about the Justin Gaethje, Michael That was a fight. If that didn't get fight of the night, it had to get fight of the night. I didn't watch the post-fight press conference stuff. But if that wasn't fight of the night, that's... Are you kidding me? Yeah, I feel like I I was expecting more from it. You what? Know. They gave all they had. You were expecting more than 133 strikes out of power punchers? <laughs> I don't know what I was like expecting. I think the hype got to me. Like everybody hyping it up for so long, I was just. Both these boys threw at like oh. I, I I heard the strike stats and I saw it in the milestone was or so whatever, bloody. but it just didn't it didn't scratch that itch for me. It didn't. 
I wasn't impressed with that. Really? Yeah. Well, I don't know what will impress you then, because that's one of the best fights of the year right there so far. That was so good. That fight was so good. Every second of that fight was up until the last minute. I mean, or so yeah, when they were it both was wild. Gassed. It was crazy. They gave it all they had, but it somehow just... Chandler found a chin against one of the hardest hitting 155 pounders in the UFC. He got woo. He got dropped hard though at one point. Dang, he got thrown back at one point. He got dropped, but he was stinging Gaethje in the first round. He won that first round, Chandler. Yeah. He was stinging him. If Gaethje didn't have an iron chin, Gaethje of three, four, five, maybe whenever his chin crack, he wouldn't have survived that first round. There's a lot of guys who would not have made that first round. He was stinging him. Woo. He hit him like 45 times hard in the first round. It was insanity. And then he won the next two. Yeah. It was great. I thought that was an amazing fight. Did you think Shane Burgos versus Billy Q was a better fight? I honestly don't even remember a lot of the fights, honestly. That was the one that broke the uh, featherweight record? Yeah. I think I was telling you about that one. Billy Q lost. I was kind of ready for him, though, because he's like yeah, Tampa. Yeah, Tampa represent. And he was our first fighter of the week. Yeah. I don't think I've ever rooted against Billy Q in a fight. I, it was hard. When he fought Spike Carlisle, I was like, dang, who do I root for in this one? I think I was leaning a little alpha ginger. And I actually... I actually thought Alpha Ginger might have got robbed of that decision. It was pretty close. But he ain't even in the UFC anymore, so who cares? Shane Burgos, a tough guy. I had to change my pick on verdict. It was about three or four days before the fights. I was like, you know what? Josh Emmett versus Shane Burgos was such a banger. And I was watching that, and I was like, I just think Shane Burgos on a, a little sharper. Than Billy Quarantillo. So I changed my verdict pick last minute. That was the only one that I had right for outcome. I think that was the only one on the main card that I had fully right. Let me see. Because a lot of them. Because who saw Bobby Green knocking out Al Aquinta? I don't think Bobby Green went to decision 11 fights in a row. (laughs) Craziness. So I had him by. I had Bobby Green by decision, but he won by knockout. Oh, okay, so I had Usman by decision, and I had Shane Burgos by decision. Besides that, I had every other outcome wrong, and I had every fighter right except for um, Alex Pereira versus Andreas Miaclades, Miaclades, however you say it. But that was was the prelim headliner anyway. I had all the main card picks correct. Winners, anyways. Is Marlon Vera the same person as Cheeto Vera? Yes. Okay. And that's the guy that fought. He um, ooh, kicked Sugar him right in the Sean. mouth. He did fight Sugar Sean O'Malley, but he also kicked Frankie Edgar square in the mouth. Yeah, I saw. He put him out. I saw some memes. Frankie that was up two rounds. Like saying he should retire after that. He was up two rounds. Yeah, I don't know. He has been cold clocked two fights in a row now. He's 40. 40 years old, cold clocked hard. He won the first two rounds, though, I would say. I thought he won the first two rounds. I was like, is Frankie about to coast to a decision against this Post Malone looking dude? It was He was like making fun of Sean O'Malley for looking like a clown. He got the same exact haircut that Sean O'Malley had in another fight. It just not died. And now he almost head to toe in tattoos at this point. He looks wild. He looks 
Is it racist to say he looks like he's from a tribe? He's South American. Like a Mayan tribe. Like a Mayan... I don't know what those people look like. Is that racist to ask? He looks... Yeah, actually, I don't really know what they look like either. But I, I, when I picture like a Mayan warrior, I picture someone tatted up for some reason. And that's how Cheetah Bear be looking these days. He looks like a fighter. And, I mean, he put on a show. He knocked out Frankie Edgar. Cold, man. He kicked him right in the mouth. Just put him out. Have you seen the zoomed in pictures of Frankie's yeah, face? Yeah, of his foot in his mouth. With his foot in his mouth, yeah. Woo! That was intense. That they was had a guy on the prelims that looked like um, Blonde Bronson. Oh, Phil Haas? Yeah. yeah, he messed up my parlay, Phil Haas. My, oh, my buddy was trying to tell me, Chris Curtis is, he was like, dude, Chris Curtis has been a destroyer on the regional scene for 10 years. He's like, if, if I'm telling you, do not pick against Chris Curtis. And I was like, dude, Phil Haas has been good in the UFC. Phil Haas was winning and he got caught right at the end. He got caught. He was winning though, but he got caught, messed up my parlay. I had all the other fights. I had a little prelim parlay going on there. I had Biggie, whatever his, his name, his nickname was Huggy Bear. I don't know what it is now. Um, Chris Barnett, if I, Jean Valente. I had a Chris Barnett, Ian Gary, and Phil Haas parlay. Those first two hit. And I was like, oh, yeah, we're about to make out good. I ended up overall goodly because, I mean, I just knew Gaethje was going to win. I was like, that's that's a guarantee. And earlier in the week, he, he opened at minus 130. 130 or 135, I copped and picked him up at. And I was like, oh, that's going to go wide. He closed at minus 220. Okay. So. 135, 140, something like that he opened at. And I was like, that's dumb. Me finna win. Yeah, I forgot to do my verdict fix, but I knew Justin Gaethje was going to win. Yeah, I figured he was going to win, yeah. I was. I had, uh, did I? I, think I definitely had a couple wrong picks, I thought. There was some big plus money on some guys that I was tempted for. But my one same buddy, he had a Chris Curtis and then Colby Covington parlay, and it was like plus five or six hundred dollars. So I was like, man, if he when the first one went, I was like, man, Colby could squeak it out. No. If he wouldn't have got clipped in the second, ooh, it might have been, it'd have been close, it'd have been close. But he was a little afraid after that to engage. You could see he was like, fuck. Yeah, I would be definitely. Colby's chin ain't there like it used to be, that's for sure. Then that guy, Jordan Williams, didn't we see him fight recently? Jordan Williams, one of... Yeah, that's the guy I always say to bet against. Yeah, I feel like I... He got choked out by... uh, Oh, Mickey yourself, Mickey Gow. Yeah, I feel like we saw him fight like a few weeks ago. That was the best he looked to against Jordan Gary. I was like, oh, he might squeak it out here. But he got clipped right at the end of the fifth. Or, or right first, at the end of the first, I meant not yeah, the fifth four round. Minutes, five minutes seconds. is why I was gonna say almost five minutes left. Right at the end of the first, there was not five rounds in that fight anyway. He got clipped. He went for the overhand too extended a few times too many, and Dunzo got dropped. And uh, that might be it for Jordan Williams, the diabetic UFC fighter. That might be it for him. I think he's either zero and three or zero and four since he. One on contender. He's yet to win in the UFC. He's been finished. He's lost in every single way possible. He's been 
held down and pounded for three rounds straight when he was at 185 when he could take damage. He got dropped by Mickey Gall and then choked out. And then he got knocked out by Ian Gary. So he's lost in just about every facet of the game at this point. I think uh, I think it's time to uh, say I do to, to Jordan Williams. Unless they want to feed him to one more prospect. But man's over 30, 9-6, and six, UFC. Obviously is not UFC caliber to be losing to everybody like this. That was harsh. Uh, yeah. That's a little harsh for Jordan Williams, but shoot, even when he was at 185 and he got pounded real bad in one fight, I was like, ooh, this guy's skills are not really all that. And he went down to 170 against Mickey Gall. I was like, maybe he'll look a little better at 170. Got dropped by Mickey Gall, a grappler. Dropped him. So. <laughs> and then choked him out. But he got dropped. He got pieced up on the feet by Mickey Gall. That doesn't mean a lot to you, I guess, because you haven't been around that long. Yeah. Mickey Gall, though, if you remember, he was on the receiving end of Mike Perry's last win in the UFC. His last and yeah, final he's win. In, uh, the KFC. Oh, I don't think we've talked about that yet. Oh, my boy, Mike Perry. I've been. I had joked about it on the show before. Yeah, saying, we've talked about it. So I definitely many times joked about he would it. Dominate you know, he'll there. dominate in BKFC. The, you know what though. His striking looked like it was leaving him his last couple UFC fights, and his grappling was looked better. What was what was looking better when he fought Dirty Bird, Tim Means? Yeah. That's the only thing that kept him in there. At one point, was his grappling, <laughs> and his striking looked bad against Daniel Rodriguez. It didn't look that good against a Dirty Bird. He was getting clipped against Dirty Bird. I feel like your striking is something that could be fixed easily, though. Why do you feel that way? I feel like it'd be easier to fix than like wrestling. I feel like I don't know. I'm not like an athlete. I or mean, anything, but it would depend on the person. Technically, but because think about it, Deja. How do you lose? I mean, I guess you could lose power. People lose their power, their speed, their hand-eye coordinate, like the just that little bit of timing. You gotta have that timing down too. Look at some of these punches where guys will be throwing at each other and one guy will land um, a half a second before the other and put them out. Yeah, I didn't think it was. Your timing, everything. Once it uh, it starts to fade, you know, it can start to fade. That's why guys can't fight till they're 45 at 155. Like they can at 265. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's guys at 265, heavyweight, in their mid-40s, winning it up in the UFC. Yeah, Arlovsky, Franz in his 40s, right? No, he's not. He's 36. Okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I thought it was DC fu- was like 42 when he retired. I thought it was funny when they had Cyril Ghan and some other people were sitting in the hallway and then Francis Ngannou just walks past them so dramatic. I didn't see that when it was dramatic. Yeah, it was pretty dramatic. Well, how, do you mean he walked dramatic like he, like it was a flamboyant walk? Or was he I like yelling? So. He did a little funny walk. It was huh? just like, I'm ignoring you. Like, you don't deserve my attention. Oh, he tried to do the Kobe at the uh, at the Olympics. Kobe at the Olympics. He just, when he would come off the bench, everybody else, when he'd come off the floor, I mean, and go sit on the bench, everybody else, they'd like high five everyone. And he's like, these are my 
competitors when we go in America. And he would just walk by them and wouldn't look at anybody and would just sit at the end of the bench. <laughs> That's what he would do it during the Olympics. Yeah. I'm like, damn, Ngannou trying to do that, I guess. He's too nice, though. People know he's nice. Francis Ngannou. Yeah, they know he's nice. I didn't know he was nice. They know he's nice. Everybody knows he's nice. He's extra nice. That's new to me. Everybody knows he's nice. Cyril Gans nice, too. Both of them are a couple of nice guys. A couple of nice guys going at it, so... Man, if Francis acting like that, I'm gonna have to give the edge to Cyril <laughs> in the fight. Honestly, that make me think Cyril's in his head because if he's starting to change his behavior, that's not good. You don't want to see a behavior change. Maybe it's just for the cameras, though. Maybe. Like people were saying the whole way up that Colby Covington was a really nice guy. Oh yeah, out of the two, honestly, I mean, I don't be knowing a ton about Usman, but it seems when they're not doing their nonsense colby's the guy that would actually like come help you move i think usman would be like oh man i got something to do <laughs> and colby'd be like oh yeah man i can help you out colby come help you move i don't think usman's showing up to come help you move i feel like at that tax bracket i'm not moving anything if it's your buddy own. though if it's like oh yeah i'm like no hire someone that's I mean, even at what my if it's tax somebody bracket, I'm paying to have my stuff moved. No, it's way... Uh, okay, the principle of it. Let's think of something non-monetary. I then. feel like at Uzvan, he could be like, okay, I'll send my assistant over. That's not even what I'm trying to get at, though. If it was like, I need a favor non-monetarily, I think Uzman going to give you a text telling you you can't do it and Colby going to say, okay, I'll be right over. I think those are the two <laughs> types of texts you're going to get from those guys. Okay, I got you now. Yeah. So. Who? Okay. Well, I think it's more who's the actual genuine when it's not them putting on a facade. Yeah. Because Colby, you know, he acts a, acts a fool on the camera, but he does that for money. He wore that suit for money. That crazy bang, bang energy paid him to wear that suit. Yeah. Usman probably paid four or five grand for it to wear his suit. He probably paid top dollar for that nonsense, that leopard print nonsense. It was some, some Cam Newton nonsense he was wearing. He looked like Cam Newton. He's just missing the hat. Do you think McGregor is actually nice? or And he's just doing it for I don't know. Life? I've definitely seen some videos of him, you know, punching old men in bars. Oh. You ever seen that you one? You don't think it's just for them? He cold clocked his soul. He didn't know he was oh on camera. My God. He didn't know he was on camera. Somebody got it on cell phone. Oh he was trying to get God. this old man to drink his whiskey, and this guy's like, I don't want to drink it. I'm good. And he socked this old man. This old man did not go down, though. He just, like, took it. He was, like, and just was sitting there, like, chin That's of so iron wild. on this 70 year old man. It's crazy. <laughs> it was wild. I was like, whoa! How did he just take that? <laughs> He just got punched <laughs> right on the chin by Conor McGregor and just took it. No problem. When I back? saw that, at the time, I almost thought, is Conor's power gone? But, I mean, when he was fighting, he still looked like he could. Did he hit Conor back or something? No, he just sat there and just, boom, just took it. He was wasted. I think he was saying, I'm too drunk. I don't want to drink anymore. <laughs> and Conor <laughs> clocked him <laughs> for not drinking the whiskey. That's the wild. Whiskey. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. So... I don't, I don't really be thinking. And I think there's a lot of, you know, there was a lot of videos bouncing around for a while of him. You know, he's a married man and he's out there with ladies, which he could have an arrangement. Yeah, maybe they have an arrangement. They could have an arrangement. 
So I don't know. Well, I went on this one guy's show for UFC. I went on a show, and he said he hated Conor. He hates Conor. He's like, he's got toxic masculinity. We need good role models. Because he was saying, who who was he trying to bring up as a better role model? I can't remember, but he said... Oh, yeah, because that's actual good moral model. Unlike Connor, he's got toxic masculinity. And I was like, damn, dude, he just out here selling pay-per-views. Now, when he's running his mouth at the fighters, that's probably, one, a tactic. Two, it's what got him famous to begin with. Three, it makes a ton of money, tried and true, every single time. And it's a tactic for him. And four, he might just kind of be an asshole at the same time. But hey, you know what? I like him on the TV. He doesn't really, he honestly doesn't seem like somebody who would be easy to hang out with. Like, even when he coached Ultimate Fighter and stuff, it's like, dang, Connor don't seem like he'd be easy to hang out with. <laughs> he seemed like he'd always be trying to talk over you. Like, but I don't know. That's just me get speculating. Yeah. Maybe he's all right. Maybe he'd look you right in the eye and listen to everything you say. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I like, um, if we're talking about good role models in the UFC, I think, um, (laughs) Justin Poirier would be a good role model who would help you out if you needed a favor. Yeah, he'll help you out. I don't be wanting role models in my fighting. I mean, I'm not saying that. It's okay to be a a nice, if you want to be nice. I'm trying to see these guys act up. My favorite fighters like to act up. Tony Ferguson, Sean O'Malley. For current day, I like Sean O'Malley. Tony, he over the hill, but he's an all-time favorite of mine. These guys act up. I want to see people acting up. Say some crazy stuff. you got to sell this. This is, at the end of the day, these are pay-per-views. This is not the Super Bowl where it's going to be on and people are, it's not, this ain't on at 3 p.m. in the afternoon. These fights go into 1 a.m. sometimes, and these are pay-per-views. They got to sell them. I like the nice guys. That's why I like Dan Hooker. I feel like he's pretty nice. And he's a good fighter in my opinion. Yeah, he's pretty good. I mean, he's definitely beat top. You beat Nasr Hakparast. He just got kamora which Kamora, you know, it's not the hardest sub to get out of, but he definitely uh, he got caught in it. Maybe an Islam Kamora would be a little harder to get out of. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Dan Hooker puts on a pretty good show. I'm hoping... He's got some more good shows to put on left in him still. Because these last couple of fights... Well, he had very short notice in this last fight here. Okay, well, before that, Nasrat Hakparast, he wrestled him a lot. Wrestled him quite a bit. Made me think, huh. But he can improve in wrestling. Because he got clipped by Chandler. Well, Chandler's got... Chandler is actual... I think he's got some power. Well, Chandler's an actual professional level athlete a lot of these guys what makes him professional level? he's an just look at his athletic ability he's so much faster than these guys if uh, gaichi just had a chin of iron and was able to survive it see when when you say fast and like speed i don't really notice often if a guy's getting to, if they're the both other. trying to punch and a guy's getting to the target first that's the faster man how do usually, i know who's getting to the target first? look at who lands just bang on the one that where they throw at the similar times, but he's fast. And I mean, he's just a look at me. Just look at me. He looks like an athlete, but there's not that many. As I was getting to, the UFC still 
Because these guys, these top-level athletes aren't going to dedicate their time to fighting if they're going to get paid 40 grand a year off the off for the first couple of years. Yeah. Colby, top-level guy, he's in his early 30s. He made a couple hundred grand for that fight. It's one night. Sure, it's one night. You only fight a couple times a year. But these top-level athletes and other leagues, other sports, are making 20 mil a year, 30 yeah. mil a year. That's true. You know, imagine LeBron James' athletic talent. If he would have been a fighter since he was a kid, there'd be no Ninganu talk. There'd be no Cyril Gan talk. They'd be like, there's this guy who's six foot nine. He's got a big old head. I bet you LeBron's got a chin on him. I bet you he could take a shot. He's got a big chin. He's got massive hands. And he can make the weight. He could make the weight to fight at heavyweight. So he was lighter than the cutoff. I think he still is lighter than the cutoff. Imagine LeBron James level talent if he was dedicated to fighting his whole life. This is an abstract conversation. I've never even thought of this. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's LeBron they get James. they get the they get kind of like the runts of I pro just, level athleticism a lot of times in fighting. Because one, people a lot of guys don't want to get pounded. Yes, I mean CTE. Yeah. Which is cool. You get that in the injured. NFL too. But Not, I mean, but LeBron James plays basketball, and yeah, I feel like they don't well, okay, there. some of these linemen in the in the Aaron Donald. How? Let's see. Okay, I think Aaron Donald can make two sixty five. Let's see how much Who Aaron. Is Aaron he is one of the best defensive linemen of all time. Is that football? Yes, he's current. He's current plays. Currently plays. He's like thirty. Let's see how old he is. Yeah. Oh my god. He's two eighty four. So he might be able to cut down. With a weight descent. Yeah, two people, they wait. He could get to 265. He could get to 265. This fella right here. But this guy, he tackles people that are also 284 pounds, and he's really good at it. Imagine how good he'd be at wrestling. Well, if you want me down. to, I'll message him on Instagram and talk yeah, to him you about fight? the UFC. You want to you make way less money than you currently are now to take way more damage? He's the highest paid defensive player in the, U- in the oh, NFL I didn't know right that. now. Yeah. He's the highest paid defensive player in the NFL. He, uh, I think he does not have any interest in fighting for the UFC. There's been a couple guys that played in the NFL. There has been I actually. I thought he was retired. Greg Hardy was a pro bowler one year in the NFL. He's in the UFC. But he Wait, got, he was a bowler, like bowling? Pro, pro bowl means all-star, basically. Oh, okay, okay. It's the equivalent of the, making the all-star team in football. So he made the pro bowl one year. So they got a guy kind of like that. But he's got asthma. His gas tank is horrible. He got a bad <laughs> gas tank. He, Which a lot of guys that heavyweight are, you can get away with it. But LeBron James, he's got great stamina. I mean, LeBron I don't James, know much about LeBron, LeBron James game. Could, could, LeBron James has played numerous games in the NBA that have gone 48 minutes or plus into overtime, and he was competitive or the best player by far on the floor the whole time. The whole game, 48 minutes, 48, 50 minutes sometimes, if, if it went into overtime, way longer. What Now 25 minutes. It's fighting. It's way more gr- gruesome, but he'd be conditioned for it. 
Is he still playing? Or is NBA, he... uh, in the NBA? Yeah. yeah, he just had a wild travel the other day that they didn't call somebody that I saw a meme for it. He this man started walking <laughs> at started walking at half court. He took two dribbles. They're like, look at the skill, LeBron. How can you guard a man that can get across the floor in two dribbles? Because he dribbled like once when he got the ball. <laughs> he dribbled like once when he got to half court, and he just started running with the ball. He took five steps. I was like, are you? What? Come on. This is why I can't watch. This is why I'm watching fighting. Because this right here, there's no enforcement of the rules. This is nonsense. This is like, it's like watching every single game is like watching uh, – the Harlem Globetrotters, but they're also playing against the Harlem Globetrotters because no one plays defense. They just dunk and fire threes, and the games end with like 140 points all the time. It's absurd. Well, to circle back to the UFC, are you um, excited about UFC 269? 260. I haven't even really looked at that one. There's a couple. There's like three That's cards. Oliveira versus... Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's a great... I've been thinking more about that one. I'm still kind of pulling for Poirier on that one. Oh, who do I think's going to win? Yeah. Oh, Charles Olivier got a suspect chin. Suspect as in we don't know how much he can take or suspect... Oh, no, 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 no. Or is he we know, can't get knocked out? We know he can't take a lot. Oh, we know, okay. He's been knocked out quite a bit. And... Dustin Poirier has the most knockouts at lightweight, I believe. I think he's got the most ever at lightweight. If not, he's up there. But he gets him, which is especially hard for Charles Oliveira. So Charles Oliveira can. He did it against Chandler. He kind of did it against Kevin Lee where he'll get clipped, but his grappling's so good that now that you are dumping your gas tank thinking you're going to put him out, he'll catch you in a sub. But he caught Chandler. He knocked Chandler out. But who did? Charles Olivier. Okay, okay. Caught him in the second round. That fight was crazy. I'll have to watch. Oh, that, that fight was so wild. I think I've watched it six times. I don't think I've <laughs> seen it. And uh, but Dustin Poirier, he's got a good chin. He has been knocked out. He's been flashed once at 155 by Michael Johnson, who. He's got very fast hands, That's especially back then. Justin Gaethje debuted against, right? Yep. Yep. See, I'm starting to remember. Yep. He, if Gaethje didn't have a chin of iron, Michael Johnson also would have won that fight. <laughs> There's a lot of fights where it's like, man, if Gaethje didn't have that great chin, he would have lost. That's what held him in there in a lot of fights against Barbosa. He's had some crazy ones. But that's what makes him the most exciting fighter. Poirier finished him. Gaethje, he finished him. He put him out. I don't remember watching them fight, but I believe you. Was that did that get fight of the year? That fight was nuts. I still have to watch that one. That was a good one. That fight was nuts. Dustin Poirier versus Charles or uh, versus Justin Gaethje. Yeah, and that's also on that card. There's Amanda Nunes. Oh, she fights. Well, I mean, just pff, she's we, playing a girl who's what one and two in her last couple fights. Yeah, and then there's Leon Edwards versus and Masvidal. Masvidal. Man. Don't you like Cardi, um, Cody Garbrandt? He fights on this He fights card. Kai Kara France coming yeah. up soon. Oh, uh, yeah, I like Cody. I also I think, like Kai Kara France. I think I will like this card more than the card we just watched. Now, this, I I agree. Because um, Sean this O'Malley is, fights. Oh, yep. Yes, he does. He's fighting the guy that just beat that. Do you, re- do you remember that robbery? 
against Kyler Phillips. Yes. I yeah, remember, Kyler Phillips yeah. is t- trains with Sean O'Malley. He out here getting revenge for him. But also, the, if pull up that undercard on that too. There's an underrated Dominic Cruz. Undercard Dominic Cruz and um, Ryan Costa. Hall versus Derek Minner. That'll oh, be yeah, a great grappling one. Um, San, oh, Jeff Neal versus Santiago Ponzinibbio. Jeff Hands of Steel Neal. He's coming off two losses in a row. He lost to Stephen Boy Thompson and Neil Magny. Santiago Ponzinibbio beat Magny. He lost to Leach, and he beat uh, Miguel Beza. So, I don't know. That's a close one for me. It depends how much Ponzinibbio got left in the tank. Ponzinibbio of four or five years ago would have destroyed Joff Neal, Jeff Neal. Way better fighter in his prime than Jeff Neal. Jeff Neal, a young man, though. 31? He a young man. And he hits hard. He put out your boy Mike Perry before. Pedro Munoz versus Dominic Cruz. That's a good matchup. Yeah. That's a good matchup right there. I like Cruz. I like Cruz in that fight. Didn't we just see him fight recently? Dan, 50K Ige. He's got one of the worst fight IQs ever. God, he... Some of these fights he loses. Yeah, he lost to Korean Zombie recently. Did he beat anybody? Let me pull it up. Korean Zombie. Oh, he beat Gavin Tucker. Lost to Korean Zombie. Lost to Calvin Cater. Beat Edson Barbosa. I thought Barbosa won that fight, though. Bad decision, in my opinion. Hopefully these fights hold. Who's he fighting? Josh Emmett? Oh, Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett's got that one. And what if as long as so Josh Emmett, he's another one of those guys where sometimes he'd be showing up in poor health. What do you mean? Like he'll show up like with like a torn bicep or he's had just bad he's just had a rough run of it. But he might be the hardest hitting forty hundred and forty five pounder. He hits hard. His fight against Shane Burgos last year was so good. Woo! Top I thought it was the second best fight of the year last year. I thought but no one cares what I think because apparently Wei Lee versus Jung Chechek was the best <laughs> fight last year. And well, you know they have to give it to the woman sometimes. Oh, don't say that on the show. That's controversial. But maybe that could have been it. They could have been trying to you elevate know, these trying. ladies' names a little. There could have well, been a different bunch of different reasons. I think also they're trying to bring more women to the sport. Yeah, because there's they a... they do need to add more, you know, talent to their weight classes, I think. So I wouldn't mind it. if it got to the point where they built it up so much that they had their own cards, like you know, like WNBA and things like that. How they separate, how it's kind of on separate nights. Yeah. Have WMMA night. WMMA. They can have WMMA night, and then uh, that way you know you can look through and be like, who's on here? But then at the same time, what would it would kill it? Because the only reason a lot of these ladies are able to build their names is because they fight on cards underneath Charles Oliveira, underneath Conor McGregor, yeah, underneath yeah. Stipe, underneath DC, Derek WNBA Lewis, doesn't even get as underneath much Usman. Well, they don't make any money at WNBA, so they're not going to put so money I feel into like it. That's what that's what would happen if they put the women's cards by themselves. Yeah, they probably... So there was a uh, league. I think it was one championship. I think one championship did a ladies-only card one night. Mm-hmm. I don't think it even got a thousand buys. Like, they did, they did one 
UFC card that was headlined by Amanda Nunez and it only sold 14,000. She sold under 20,000 a couple times on her pay-per-views, which is losing money at that point. Yeah, the UFC is losing top, money. And she's top of the food chain. Yeah, she's the top lady. And if her fights were lo- when she headlines if it's losing money, that's not good. Cuz I think she ha- did she headline UFC 250 last year, I think. Let me look it up. I think that was the the one that she yeah Amanda Nunez so let's look up the that did have Sean O'Malley on it that might have saved its pay-per-views a bit let's see what UFC got for pay-per-views 90,000 lowest of 2020 less than 90,000 when it comes up so and that would have been one of her bigger sellers unfortunately so yeah I just think that there's just not money in it enough to do it and I guess it makes it a little more decent when you get to have an extra belt on the card. Yeah. We're like, oh, another championship fight. Yeah, I agree. But it's like, God, they go to the distance so much. I'm just, I want to see knockouts. I want to see chokes. I want to see submissions, arm yeah, bars. And, and most of the women's fights, they will just go. It's something go, like 83% of them, yeah, I think. I saw the stat on it on Reddit ones. one day. I think it was 83% of them go to the, go the distance. The over-under, when they go three rounds, the bedroom is always two and a half. <laughs> like, and it's always favored, too, by a good bit. It's always the favorite over-under to go on the dis- to go the distance. So, Alex Caceres ranked 15th, breaking the rankings after his last win, Bruce Leroy. Man. You know, I really... What are you going to say? I'm looking at these rankings. Shane Burgos ranked 14th. I don't know if they, if he's going to go up a little. Man, 145 is stacked. Super Yusuf ranked 12th. Bryce Mitchell 11th. Bryce Mitchell outside the top 10. How Dan Ige? Oh, because I guess he technically <laughs> beat Edson Barbosa. Technically, he didn't, though. <laughs> On paper, he did. Terrible judging that day. Man. Dan Ige, so they're giving him a better opportunity, too, versus Josh Emmett, even though he just lost. Man, if he beat Josh Emmett, because that means if he beat Josh Emmett, Josh Emmett's over the hill, because he is a way better fighter than Dan Ige. He is way better in all, pretty much all aspects. Maybe not like pure grappling, but Josh Emmett is so strong that when people try to grapple, he literally just shoves them off and wails you. Yeah. He is... He is very nice to watch. He looks like he almost looked like something that like a like he got like he would guard something under a bridge. Like he a scary looking guy. <laughs> like him and Anthony Smith look like they could, you know, really team up together to guard some buried treasure underneath a bridge. There's some scary looking men. Some those guys, some troll looking guys <laughs> like orcs. Some orc looking fellows. Um, this two of my Saturday. favorites though. Max Holloway's fighting. Yep. Yair. Yeah, he'll win that one easy. I think he's like a minus 400 favorite. Yair, he's only ranked that high because he beat Korean Zombie, but he lost every round to Korean Zombie. He caught him within the last, it's the late, last, like the last second knockout, whatever you would, whatever you would call it, the latest knockout, I guess. Mm-hmm. It's the latest knockout of all time. Oh, 
there was one second left. He caught him. Like, like the, no one, the fans can't see this, but basically lean forward and then kind of with your hands by your side, fire your elbow out like this, like here. Yeah. That's where he caught him with it. The most cr- wild, wild. It was wild. Yeah. I was like, oh, zom- well, I was watching it and I was like, oh, zombie got this one. And then he just went out cold with a second left. And I was like, <laughs> what? And, uh, yeah, you're at the split decision with Alex Caceres. I like Bruce Leroy, but you can't be going to split decision with this man and be in the top five of the featherweight division. Um, Kevin Holland is also fighting. When? Uh, this Saturday. What? Who? He's fighting Kyle Dawson. No. They did, should not have done that so quick. Oh, he said he was working he on just his wrestling. got knocked out. He just got knocked out. He just got knocked out. I remember. Out. He cannot be fighting this quick. I mean, it says he is fighting <sighs> this Saturday. Really? The 13th. No. 4 p.m. EST. That is unfortunate. You know, I got a call, so that just reminded me. Today I got a call. So one day on his Instagram story, Kevin Holland put a phone number up. It said, text me. Yeah. And I was like... Text or call me or something. I texted it. I was like, is this really Kevin Holland? And today I got a call. And it was like, just randomly I was driving home. And it was like, are you a UFC fan? And I was like, because it was like not a spam number. It was just a call. I was like, who's calling me? I thought maybe it was somebody from work. And I answered and he goes, are you a UFC fan? And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I like the UFC. I was like, maybe a new friend? Who is it? Who's calling me? And he goes, oh, my name's Dave. I'm Kevin Holland's manager. We took all of the numbers that texted him on that day randomly selected one to who's going to get free tickets to his fight this weekend we're going to fly him out and have free tickets and you won no you're lying i swear i have the call on my phone and i was like what i was like okay he's like just one condition you have to lick my ass and he hung up on me (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think some random dude was just trying to get everybody back that oh blew up his phone. God. I don't know who it was that Kevin Holland put his number out. <laughs> but he claiming to be his manager out here telling everybody. He got me good, too. I was like, what? I've never won anything. Oh, my God. A handout? I've had to work for everything I've ever gotten in my life. A handout? What? I can't believe this. <laughs> and then just taken away from me. I was like, ah, and he hung up immediately afterwards. I was like, dang it. He got me so good. <laughs> um. That one got me there. So I guess I'll do my quick predictions. Oh, no. Before you finish, Song Yudong also fights. Oh yeah, card, I know. Against Julio Arce. I think we're in for an upset there. I think we're in for an upset. Since you said that, I'm going to start from the... Oh, shit. What was on the prelims, though? Is anything worth talking about on the prelims? What? Versus Joel Alvarez on the prelims? Miguel Beza versus Chaos Williams on the prelims? These should be on the main card. These are way better. Kennedy Chuchukwu versus Ja Dong Yoon on the the first? That what? These these should be on the main card. These are way better fights than Philip Lines versus OSP. Philip Lines versus OSP. Not nearly. This is a good-ass card. I'm going to go ahead and just give my quick rip 
on the the fights I give a fuck about here. So, <laughs> Da Jung Un versus Kennedy Njuku, Njuku, however you pronounce it, has been the silent assassin out here. He don't speak to nobody. He don't promote himself, nothing. He's been putting out top prospects. And I think he's about to put out another one tonight with Da Jung, with Jung Da Un. I think he's about to put this man out again, put out another man, and uh, another prospect, I should say. So I'm taking him in that one. I think, uh, how are you, it's Kennedy, I always have a hard time, but I think you pronounce it Nchuku, Nchuku. I'm going to go ahead and skip forward a couple here. This one don't even got somebody's name on it. It's just got a blank fighter. You see that one? Colin Anglin, Anglin's fighting... Is that on the early it just prelims? Has a, yeah, it just has prelims. Hold it, on. Let me go but Miguel Beza, I don't know what's up with that one. Miguel Beza, who's only lost coming to uh, Ponzinibbio, who's coming to fight coming up, who we were talking about earlier, Ponzinibbio, fighting Chaos Williams. That, whew, man. Oh, it's Sean Woodson. How are they going to do him dirty and not put him it's on there? It's not a blank Sean Woodson? Oh, I'm looking at the one on Google. Sean Woodson. Okay, well, I'm picking him for that one. <laughs> Sean Woodson. I don't even know the guy he's fighting like that. Sean Woodson is a is that real? He's the really, really tall 145-er. He got choked out by uh, the guy that just beat... Uh, His nickname is The Sniper. Yeah, The Sniper. They call him Gumby. He's 6'2". Though. Yeah, he's super tall for 145. He uh, lost to uh, the guy that just beat Charles Jordan there. Uh, well, the, Julian Anaro- Julian Arosa beat the him. The guy he's fighting, Colin, he's eight and two. The record's pretty close. Yeah, I'm taking the he's sniper in that one. He's coming off a loss. Yeah, I'm taking the sniper in that one then. But Miguel Beza, Chaos Williams, that's a coin flip for me. Who do I want to win? Also a coin flip for me. I <laughs> love the name Chaos, so I be I'm going. And his born name is Kaywin. He probably got bullied in, with his name being Kaywin. That's why he got into fighting. I'm going with the with the ox fighter, Chaos Williams, in that one. I like Chaos Williams a lot. I think he's gonna win. Miguel Beza has shown that he's hittable against uh, Ponzinibbio, and Chaos Williams will stock you down with crisp footwork. He will stock you down, and he will put you out. So I'm going to pick Chaos Williams in that one. And I think he's going to get it by decision, though. I think he's going to have Miguel Bays on the back foot a lot because people back up when they fight Chaos. They know he got that power. <laughs> so I'm taking him I on that one. Gonna shut the light oh, down. yeah. He put Alex the Great White Morono out in like 10 seconds or something. But let me just go ahead and go back to the card there. Did so you do the Yaga I'm, I'm going to get to that one versus okay. Joel Alvarez. Man, they got some coin flips on that. That, I can't believe that. Not like the co-main or something. couple 155-pound boys just outside the rankings going at it. That's craziness. I guess Kevin Holland would probably be more suitable for the co-main because he's ranked. I think he's ranked Well, 10. it says he's worked. This other guy's ranked 15. Oh, he is ranked still, Tiago yeah, Moises? Yeah. Oh, Thiago okay. I, thought, Moises, he, I yeah. thought he was outside the rankings now. So he's versus Joel Alvarez. They both got pretty similar ish styles. But Joel Alvarez Joel got, got a seven inch reach advantage. It also says his sub his win by sub is like eighty nine percent. So 
don't know if that means anything that, to you, that but means really, I mean, Tiago, he okay on the ground. I mean, he lost to Islam on the ground, but who hasn't yet? Yeah. So, I'm gonna go with uh, Tiago. Take the younger man. He's got the shorter arms. He's gonna have to get in there, but I think he can do it. I don't think Joe Alvarez really got the outside boxing to clip him coming in. I think Tiago Moises gonna gonna get that one done. I think he's gonna clinch him up, use a lot of knees on the inside, get him on the inside, push him up against the cage, and uh, I think I'm gonna go Moises' decision on that one as well. That brings us to the main card. Starting the night up. Well, I already said that I think Julio Arce is going to be uh, going to upset Song Yudong. Song Yudong. Every they talk. He's good. Currently they ranked sing, number 15. They sing his praises as if he is the next coming of God. <laughs> he, he, who do you lose to? Kyler Phillips, I think. Lost to Kyler Phillips. And uh, he's only 23, though. But they have been putting him up against warriors. And this is what a matchup I always he usually. He beat Cheeto Vera, by the way. Yeah, he beat Cheeto Vera. And yeah, I knew that one. In a, he, but in that fight though, I had Cheeto winning two rounds to one. If he you beat someone named Perez, this guy, Alex Perez. Um, but his win over Cheeto, I thought Cheeto won that fight. Anyways, Julio Arce, thirty-two years old. That's about when you still have enough athletic ability and your fight IQ is going to be as at its best for your athletic ability. I think Julio Arce is going to get the upset this weekend over Song Yudong. What are the odds? Let's see what the odds are on that one. I bet you I bet you there might be some decent plus money on Julio Arce. Julio Arce not a bad fighter either. He is a tough tough mofo. Let's see what these odds are. I'm just rambling on as I as I try to pull him up here. Let's um. see. He's tough. He's good in a lot of... He's well-rounded. Plus 115. I was hoping for a little more action than that. <laughs> I was hoping for a little more action than that. Plus 115. Yair plus... Minus 700 on max. Minus... Sean Wood's in a minus 300. Well, almost. Tiago might... Well, I guess I really picked the favorites here. Oh, Kennedy and Chukwu, the underdog, though. Chaos Williams, the underdog. I guess I didn't take all the favorites. On here, it's saying Kyle Dacus is fighting Roman Delice. What? I'm looking at the... I'm on the UFC website. On their website? Well, right now, what you can currently bet on is Roman Delice versus Kyle Dacus. I don't know if there's been a change recently on that fight. Let's go ahead and click on Kevin Holland and click news and see what comes up. Kevin Holland pulled from rematch. Oh, he just pulled from mm-hmm. rematch? One week ago. Okay. <laughs> so they need to Why do they have that on there still? Yeah, so it's Kyle Dacus. So it's Kyle Dacus versus Roman Delice. That was probably in, in a good thinking for uh, Kevin Holland. Yeah, I did not want him he to. He was probably trying to decide if he was going to pay for that for all those cars he got i did not want uh yeah probably 
Roma Delice versus Kyle Dacus. Man. Delice, I mean, you look good lately, but neither of them really fought nobody that I... I mean, Dacus looked okay against Holland, but for the one round... That they did. That they did. Yeah. It was... And I mean, Delice looked good against Starpoli, but I think Starpoli just got cut from the UFC. Do you know this guy, Ovince Pro? OSP. I, that is... That should be on the damn undercard right there, that fight. That should be on the undercard. This man... Wasn't that last time OSP won? When's the last time this man's won a fight? Is that a light heavyweight, too? He went up to heavyweight at one point. Um, yeah, it's at light heavy. When's the last time this man won a fight? I can't remember the last time I seen OSP win a fight. I'm pulling it up now. Yeah, I'm looking as well. Oh, he beat Alonzo Metafield last year. That's a... He knocked him out. That's a decent win. That's an okay win. I remember he lost to Ben Rothwell. That was a split decision. He got pounded. <laughs> can't believe the judging sometimes. Got knocked. He's coming off two knockouts in a row, though. But those boys, he just be jumping around. Look at this. Heavyweight. Return to light heavyweight. Catch weight. Heavyweight. Well, he missed weight last time he fought at 205. Who's he fighting? Phil Lines, though. Man. Which one of those guys? <laughs> they're both coming off losses. Yeah, they're both not. I mean, OSP was good. I, I won't say OSP is not a good fighter. He was a good fighter. He's old. He's an old man. He has a lot of miles <laughs> on him. He has a lot of miles. He's old and slow. His, his speed ain't there no more. <sighs> has Phil Blind's been knocked out before? Let's see this. Let's see. How's his chin hold up? Also, been knocked out, coming off a knockout by Tanner Bowser. Both of them coming off the knocked out by the same man. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Coming off a knockout. He lost to Arlovsky, too. So, they he's coming down to light Andre heavy, too. Arlovsky. So, he's coming down from heavyweight to light heavy. He got outskilled by... Do you know, I, I think we talked about Ben Rothwell on the podcast before, but I'm not sure. The hairy man. We talk, I think I brought he's him up. He's fighting on that card. Yeah, he beat uh, OSP. Yeah, he's fighting Marcos Rajiro Delima. I do not know a lot about that man. Let's see. Let's see who he's fought. Maybe maybe you're just saying the name he's weird. 18 and 8 and 1. He's fighting for, he's coming off a win. He's Brazilian. Ooh. Hard to bet against Brazil. Oh, he was coming off a win over Maurice Green. This man been in the UFC, though. 2014? He's got 13 wins by knockout. What kind of fan am I not to know this man that's been around he this fought, long? He Who's he fought? He, just he looks familiar. I definitely watched he, Maurice Green lose this fight on this card. He beat Struve. He lost to Struve in 2019. God. He lost to OSP he in lost 2017. To, yeah, well, I mean, OSP was still decent. But that, he lost to Struve 2019. Struve has not been good for a minute. Stefan Struve was good for a while. He's the tallest UFC fighter ever. Oh, he was seven feet, seven feet tall. Oh, well. 
He beat. Uh, he's actually. He's actually the only person to beat Stipe that Stipe also did not beat. Like he's the only guy to be one and zero on Stipe. Everybody else oh, okay. either one and one or two and one and two or something like that. Yeah. Oh man, these guys beat Maurice Green. I'm gonna go ahead and take. Man, I don't know Ben Rothwell. Old. This guy, 36 though. I guess I'll go Ben Rothwell. I'll go with the man I know more than the man I don't. Ben yeah. Rothwell, he a hairy man. He's a volume striker at heavyweight, which is bizarre. And then we already said we're gone with Max. Max, Holloway. yeah, it's a yeah. layup. That's a layup there. Unless his chin cracks, there will be a day. The day will come. <laughs> it will be a sad day, but it will come when Max Holloway's chin finally cracks. That man take the second most strikes to the head of all time at this point. He's thirty. Is he 30 now? Has he just turned 30? I don't know. He's still 29, according to this. 29 years old. When's his birthday? December. He'll be 30 in December. About to be 30. He's only now just turning 30. He has the second most strikes to the head. Who has the most? You could, you could probably guess. Ryan Ortega? No, no, no. Since he fought No, 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 no. Of all time, all time, all time fighters. Think of someone who has... Oh, Tony Ferguson. No. Sharks to the head. Someone who has fought... you got to think they've been... They've had to have fought a lot, and they've had to have been hit a lot. So they've had to have been willing to Cowboy fight a lot. Cowboy Cerrone. Cowboy Cerrone <laughs> has taken the most strikes, I think, in every part of his body, but as well as to the head. <laughs> it was Diego the Nightmare Sanchez for a while, but Cowboy surpassed him, and Max Holloway has <laughs> also surpassed him. It's so wild. Yeah, Max Holloway taking a lot of blows to the head. A lot of big shots to Poirier. Gave him a lot of big shots to the head. I don't know. They fought. I'm going to have to watch that. Poirier. So Max Holloway, I think, has technically never been knocked down. But he he fell against the cage against Poirier. <laughs> and stayed up. Right. Like, he got hit and, like, like, fell down against the cage and, like, leaned against it and then, like, stayed upright. So he didn't get dropped. Yeah. But if he'd have been three feet, maybe not even that, if he'd have been another step forward, he was going down on that one. He was getting dropped there. Yeah. Dustin, that fight, that card, that card wasn't that good, but that main event and co-main event, that was the main event. The co-main event was Israel Adesanya versus Kelvin Gastelum. Israel's best challenge to yeah. date. Kelvin Gastelum somehow still to this day has given Israel out of well I, I guess besides John Blavich who beat him but at at 185 to this day no one has put up a better fight than Kelvin Gastelum did against Israel Adesanya I think Kelvin Gastelum is one in five in his last five fights or, or last six fights he gave his best he beat Ian Heinish which to me is not is not a very impressive win. I don't, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I don't know if you know if uh, Rafael Fazeev has a fight coming up pretty soon. Oh, too. let's see if he's booked. He is Rafael booked Fazeev. on December 4th. Oh, he is? Against yeah. who? Brad Riddell. Oh, I did know that. Man. I like that matchup, but at the same time, I'm like, man. When they put the two guys. Their who, rankings are really close. Yeah. They're both. I wish they would have been able to fight guys that are sitting on their rankings. These guys. These guys are scary guys. 
These guys, but Fazeev, his gas tank. He was fighting Bobby Green though, but his gas tank. He was fading. He faded in the third against Bobby Green. Yeah, that's not championship material right there to be fading in the third. <laughs> Can't be doing that. Brad Riddell, I has he? I'd have to. I think I've only watched him fight a few times. He is a bad man, though. He, he's ranked he, 12. He, from what I've seen a little bit, so the little bit I've seen. New Zealand. He actually does have championship material. He's beaten good guys. Like, he's beaten solid guys, and he's, like, beating them, beating them. Like, he's outclassed. These are all by decision. Jeez, I thought he had a couple of knockouts. Jamie Malarkey, that's a good win right there. Alexia Da Silva, that's a good win right there. And Drew Dober, that's a good-ass win right there. These are some big wins. Fazeev, He's called he up. beat Bobby Green, but lost the third round. Before that, I think he beat, uh, what's that guy? Diaclases or whatever. He put on a clinic against that man, but... <laughs> That man, I think he got a fight coming up too. He might have been on the undercard coming up. He might be fighting this weekend, the guy that Fazeev beat before. So, you know, yeah, I lean towards Brad Riddell just because I've seen more of him against better guys, I would say. That's fair, yeah. And I've seen Fazeev lose. Fazeev has lost. I've seen that man lose. Uh, I know we talked about Tanner Bozer. He also the Canadian card, yeah. Coming off a loss to here, I'll see. He lost to Arlovsky, and he lost to. Okay. You think he's coming up? He lost to Gone. He lost to Arlovsky. Latifi. Latifi. He, he lost to that. Lost guy. to Latifi. Okay. Is he lost three in a row? Let's see. Oh no 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 no! He bought, he lost to Gon and then he fought a couple more times and he got some wins. He won to same pro. Saint. OSP. OSP. And he beat Phil Lines. Philip Lines. He bought or in twenty twenty. He, he knocked him out. He won to Peso Nunez in twenty twenty, but that's kind of older now. Anyways, you know, that's, uh, I think that's the show right there. It's been a long show, actually, now I look at an hour and 18 minutes. Okay, well, so. thank you guys again for listening to the BS Brutal MMA podcast, episode 14. Can't wait to watch these fights coming up. And if you have any fights that you want to see, let us know. Anybody you want us to DM, we will. And don't forget to give us a five-star rating on the podcast. Thank you. And Yes. Sneaky undercard this weekend. The undercard better than the main card, in my opinion. <laughs> Sneaky undercard. Let's see. It doesn't say what time it starts on here, but... I think it's like 4 p.m. I like that undercard more. Sneaky undercard. Mark D.I.C. Yeah, this guy. He is fighting this weekend. The guy that he's fighting. Rafael Alves. Just the guy that... Uh, Fazeev yeah, that's beat. always... Fazeev put on a clinic I against this man. I couldn't pronounce his last name. He put on a clinic against that man. All right. Anyways, this has been Bias for Brutal. Episode 14, I guess. The missing episode of 15. <laughs> And uh, that's it. Have a good weekend, week for the rest of your week. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Peace. See ya.